0: I'm Laura Harper Lake and I'm Sarah Reitzman and you're You're listening listening to Creative Creative Guts. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Creative Guts. On today's episode, we're talking with Justice McDaniel probably better known as justice eats trees a self-described artist musician and enthusiastic weirdo i met justice at an art reception at mosaic arts collective in manchester justice had three pieces in the show one of which was painted with tea so naturally we chatted about that justice gifted creative guts with a copy of his latest comic book and thus friendship was born justice
1: is zany and we're excited so let's hop right into this episode of creative guts with justice mcdaniel
0: Justice, hi. Thank you for being on the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> We're really happy to have you here. So for the listeners who know absolutely nothing about you, will you just introduce yourself, tell them a little bit about you as a creative? I'll follow up with a, a follow-up
2: question. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> My name is Justice McDaniel. I go by Justice Eats Trees and a lot of things. I'm a artist, musician, general maker of things and doer of too much stuff. Um... <laughs> And yeah, I I do a lot of painting. I do a lot of 3D printing, and uh, I draw some too. Also. <laughs>
1: I like how your cadence has
0: changed to
1: almost slow motion.
0: There's a lot of as well. And also and in addition, I do too much stuff. So I need more words that mean that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I have like an artist bio and it's like, I don't know. It it always feels like fake and forced and like to have like a -hmm. a paragraph about yourself ready to go. Yeah. And I stumbled upon one like years ago that felt right for me. Like it's, it's kind of goofy and has like fun facts and And stuff like that. (laughs) And one of the fun facts being that I once drank a gallon of Tampico in a day. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever had Tampico, but the main thing you take away from it if you ever try Tampico is you should definitely not drink the whole gallon by yourself or in any period shorter than a month um so i was like but i fell in love with it i was like you know what i got like a weekend where i have like three or four shows i think i'm just gonna like house this gallon of tampico and (laughs) see if i can do it in a 24-hour period and i did and then it wrecked the whole gummy works inside i'm
0: so proud of you thank you thank you it's one of my
2: greatest accomplishments and so i've been listing it on bios it's a like 15 year gone accomplishment at this point. I couldn't do it now. I would die. But
0: I am speaking of like bios and elevator pitches, I am a big fan of your Instagram bio. Mm. It says, Hi, yes, I draw the animals wrong. Where is money, please?
2: <laughs> yes, right. It
0: is artist. <laughs> personified
2: i, I changed that up all the time i i was i was pretty happy with that i i put that one there after mice just because like well i'm the main wrong drawer of animals at mice so if people are looking for me they'll see that hopefully <laughs> uh.
1: what was the inspiration with justice eats trees
2: okay so i used to go by justice rules like for my music and stuff and that one just emerged as like a like kind of like a tag like mm. in graffiti like i would just like write it on i never did real graffiti i'm like i'm a dorky kid from new england i like i would just write it on my own notebook paper and my friend's notebook paper very like low-key graffiti oh yeah look at this it's like do you want to write on the wall it's like oh no i could never i did once but um i felt bad about it for weeks uh And then one day I just, I think it was one of many days where I hadn't slept ever and I just wrote Justice Eats Trees and it had a nice ring to it. And so I just kind of like, well, what would that mean? And I've kind of taken it to be like a sort of like absurdist mission statement, Mm. sort of like a conquest thing. But in the most ridiculous, like inhuman way, it could be like, oh, yeah, I want to make the whole world mine. I want to eat all the trees and and spit out different (laughs) things. Uh, Don't worry about what. So. <laughs> yeah. That's Okay.
0: Alright. It kind of works when you're creating on paper. You eat trees, you spit out art yeah. on paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you like broccoli?
2: I do. I I'm broccoli. I am quite fond of broccoli. Also, yes. Those are like little trees I eat. Sometimes you get people like, oh, nice man, like weed. it's like, no, I actually don't. This
1: conversation is uh, reminiscent to our chat with Josh Salad. I was thinking that too. Mm, Josh Salad is his name. So shout out to Josh, who was a former guest and also sort of picked his name, not because he liked Salad, but because it was unique.
2: Oh, that's not his birth given baby name.
0: No, unfortunately. No. Oh,
2: that's too bad. I, I got a spam text from someone recently that was like, it was just, hello. And like, you're not supposed to answer spam texts. I know that. But I always do. And so I waited like five minutes like, you got to give me more. Give me something to go off of here. And then they're like, what do you want? And I was like, I have no idea who this is. Tell me something. And they're like, oh, is this not an designer? Like, A-N-N-E, designer. Like, capitalized like it's a name like and designer and i was like that is the best fake name i've ever heard and they're like why why does it seem fake to you and i was like well okay like wait did you give this person feedback oh yeah no i talked to this person for like half a day Uh, and i told i was like well no if you think about it like Ever like a very common method of names is like you know English kings and queens biblical stuff like Joshua Anne Margaret Michael (laughs) Victoria and then a profession right like oh right Miller Cooper Baker yeah Baker Fletcher Mason yeah and that's those are all like old fashioned jobs that no one has had (laughs) those well I mean I'm sure people people still bake things and people still. Fletch. Mason and Fletch all over the place. People are fletching left and right. We don't even know about it. um But like, I think it would be really funny to have that same convention, but for like modern jobs where it's like, oh, this is you know, Aiden UX, and like,
0: <laughs> I am Margaret er, X-ray technician. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: this is yeah. Oh, this is this is my daughter. Uh, a niece you know administrative assistant and like <laughs> it's like oh so then then they kind of fell off i don't think they got it but well i got it so yeah. <laughs> You are better than this mystery text person. Thank you. I wonder who they are. If you're listening, mystery text person, I'm sorry if I ragged on you too much. (laughs) You were probably just trying to have, like, a regular day and had the wrong phone number.
0: We're gonna get, like, an angry email after this episode's (laughs) released. (laughs) Hello, it is me, Anne Designer. (laughs) I'm real. Yeah. So, will you tell us, have you always been creative? Like, when did you start exploring with artsy things?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I I think always. I don't know. I definitely, like, started drawing just immediately when I could hold stuff as a kid. And I would just, you know, doodle all over everything and draw. My first obsession was like dinosaurs. And I was just so fascinated by them. I knew like so many dinosaurs and I would like draw pictures of them and learn as much as I could about them and and then make up my own ones. And then I just kind of always drew stuff. And I mostly was a musician for a long time. Like okay. in in high school, I, I took up music and then like You know, did that a lot to the point where I was like, like semi-professional at it. Like I had had a blog on Tumblr, (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh, a website that might be making a comeback now that Twitter is a flaming dumpster fire. And Tumblr's like, hey, guess what? We're, we're here, here and we're chill with nudity again. And it's like, oh, interesting, Tumblr. Um, oh. Gosh. But that's neither here nor there. So I had a, a project called Groove of the Day, where I made a song every day. And I did that, and my band was touring at the time. And like I wanted something to do on tour besides just like looking at my phone like after mm-hmm. we played. So I bought a notebook. And a pack of markers, and that ended up being the worst tour. My dad, who's our drummer, got pneumonia. Uh, Our van broke like four times and is now probably a raccoon's house in Dalton, Georgia. Oh my gosh. And then our friend's van broke when they came to rescue us.
0: Oh my god. Uh,
2: So I would just be like, you know, sitting in the emergency room with my dad who's having ice pick migraines and not sure why and the hospital in, I want to say, Belleville, Illinois couldn't figure out that he had pneumonia so they did an MRI. At oh my f- gosh. Yeah, yeah, that's a mess. But I was just there like drawing things and I'd like, well, I'm gonna put it on Instagram, whatever. Like normally I just put up tour pictures and I was like, oh yeah, I like drawing. And then like I moved to a new place like a couple months later and some guy was throwing out like a bunch of paints. And so I just like, I think I'll try this out. Like our van was gone. So we were like doing a lot less performing. So like, well, I need something. Mm, and,
1: what age were you around when you started making with your hands?
2: Uh, Like first time. I'm like, I don't know, two. Three.
1: Well, yeah. or
2: <laughs> like recently,
1: like in reference to that story, I
0: guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so
2: that would have been when I was like 26, 27. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah.
0: And I picked up in that story that your dad is a drummer.
2: My dad is a drummer. So yes. your dad's
0: a musician too. Yes,
2: yes. I come upon it honestly in that it was like, hey, you, know, you might want to play instruments. I have so many of them around. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess so. And, yeah, that's awesome.
0: What kind of music did you
2: guys play? Uh, we we still do. Oh, we, I'm sorry. Yeah, play. we we haven't we haven't toured since then, but we call it weird pop. Mm. Um, <laughs> I like that sound. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, it's mostly like indie rock, but there's some like, you know, we we like to make noise. We like to have like weird little like mathy elements in there just to mess with people and like make little jokes for ourselves. So,
1: yeah. Oh, I said the word mathy in reference to a song to my husband. He's like, what's that? What's what mathy? Because <laughs> oh. he's not like into music a okay. lot. You know, it's like. A very certain type of music that I think yeah. we would use that phrasing for. And he just hadn't heard of it. And I was like, huh. wait, did I? Mi- no, I know people that have said, set- wait, it's a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I've ever heard anyone on the podcast say it. So very cool.
2: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Grew did- up listening to all sorts of strange stuff that you could find on the internet. I, I came up, I like started being a musician in the golden days of MySpace, where like you would have like a musician's profile and you would put your like four songs on there and then you would meet (laughs) some like beautiful weirdo from Sweden who like did a cover of a Familian song and like you get into them and then like some like crazy band who I can't remember the name of did a remix of one of their songs. Like, wait, you guys are famous. Why are you remixing this? Like woman who records in her bedroom so it doesn't matter it's cool (laughs) and yeah just like this great mixing era of music and yeah it was it was awesome
1: did you play in new hampshire
2: yeah yep we played a lot around manchester we played the dover teen center um oh my god yeah That's so you ever cute. been to a Dover teen Center show <laughs> no oh they were the best i met so many great people there uh, like the Oedas, like boltai and sam and uh tons of people who have since like moved out of the state and changed their names and stuff but yeah Dover teen Center was awesome we just got invited to play there and then like you would be on a bill with like oh this is a 13 year old playing for the first time with their family and it was great for us because like my brother was fifteen or whatever and I was like in college and you know, my dad was dad age, don't worry about it. And <laughs> uh, like uh, but like and we'd play with them and then we'd play with like Math the Band and like <laughs> you know he was he was big for a while i don't i mean i'm sure he's still doing stuff as math the band the band now um <laughs> but like you would share a bill with them and then like you'd get a little older into it and like you'd play a halloween show there and there'd be like like kids like teenagers yeah. like you would do a guitar solo and they'd like you know do the yeah bro and be like, holy <laughs> shit this is so cool uh, and then you'd, it would be like a halloween show so you're in costume and then your pants rip and it's like <laughs> like and i'm at a teen center so this is a problem <laughs> like oh no but yeah i underground map in manchester oh yeah um yeah
1: played, jason bagato was part you of talk that about yeah map. yeah
2: yeah so this was uh, like i i re-met mike Sugru like years after because he was my dad's neighbor for a bit but it was like <laughs> oh yeah I, I used to run uh underground map and i was like no way. And I loved that place. I loved playing there with like acoustic Rio Bravo and like my friend Vince, who just like opened a Hello Kitty suitcase and then screamed into a microphone. And then like we would like be the loudest thing in there and someone would be trying to do their laundry. And like that was, that was a cool place.
1: I wonder if we ever were at the same place at the same time. It could be. The little music scene of New Hampshire is just so cute and tiny. What, so what cool. were, What
2: were were some of your.
1: I was in a couple of very small time bands. I played with a guy named Gary Porter, and we did like indie folk. Okay. Yeah, I only played once there. I didn't. We didn't play out a ton. We played a couple, like you know, like the coffee factory and dairy, you know, and then um, Stone Church for like open mics, like those types of things, you know, basement shows, barn shows. I have wicked stage fright, so we only played out a little bit because I don't love it and I don't like a lot a big crowd. Here's the thing.
2: I have terrible stage fright. Like there's a story about Pete Townsend that might be apocryphal that he would like throw up before every who show. I was like, that's ridiculous. And then we had our first shows and, <laughs> and I would and be like oh. on the verge of throwing up before every <laughs> single show for the first like three years that we were a band.
1: Wow, and Did it get better? A little. Yeah. Like
2: once you, once you played like 200 of them, you have this weird, like you will feel nervous, but you will also be like getting changed in a parking lot in buffalo <laughs> like putting on like the sweatiest dress shirt that has ever existed and basically naked in a parking lot in in a city you've never been to and just be like am i nervous around people or am i way too comfortable and, <laughs> and you can't know it's it's one of those great unknowables um, so but yeah that's it's like i always get stage fright Like to this day, like before every show, even like art, like gallery shows, like I'll be like driving up to something and it's like, what if I maybe just don't? And then I'll get (laughs) there and I don't know, like the weird natural, like performer instinct kicks in. It's like, let's talk to everyone. And yeah, it's.
1: (laughs) And that's how we met. Yeah. So shifting back to your artwork, you're working in many different mediums, but then also 2D and 3D, Mm -hmm. right? So when an idea comes to you, is the medium automatically injected into that idea as it's forming? Or do you need to then, you know, after you have the idea, deliberate and think, huh, should this be 2D or 3D?
2: Should this be a painting or should this be a this? You know, like. Ooh. so it it definitely varies. I think mostly it's kind of built into it like Mm -hmm. so the 3d stuff really arose out of uh, a mix of necessity and just like, that was the tools I had around. I got my first 3D printer. My grandpa half bought it for me. He kept like calling me and being like, have you seen these 3D printer things? They're pretty crazy, huh, buddy? And I'm like, yeah, they're <laughs> pretty neat. He's like, what do you think? You're going to do it? And an amazing man, he had so much faith in me. <laughs> I To this day, I'm not sure why, but um, anyway, I was working with a friend on a, uh, like, after school program where he wanted to design little synthesizers and we need cases for them ready-made cases from stores were so we were like well what if we 3d printed them i don't have a 3d printer you know, my grandpa might buy me a 3D printer. (laughs) And so I got a 3D printer to make that, that project kind of fizzled out a little bit. And then I just had this 3D printer. I'm like, well, what am I going to do with this? And so I started like designing stuff for it. Mm. And yeah, I was like, well, I want something like, like a lot of times like painting and 2D stuff I will have, usually it doesn't even come from an idea, but just like, the drive to make something and then you just do it and then you have a painting and that's like, okay, I want to get my, this is very special to me. It's very emotional. It's, it's a one of a kind thing. Yo, I'd like to sell it. That'd be nice to get money for my art, but I want to sell it for like $600. I know most people can't afford that, but like people can afford like cool little toys or like useful things like planters that are like you know 20 to 100 bucks and oh well maybe i could have some stuff like that and then people can i want people to be able to engage with art more Mm. like it definitely has that especially like you know being in like cambridge and and boston and stuff like a lot of the time it has that energy of like oh well this is for the rich people this is for the smart Mm. people it's like no that shit like right. that's that's bullshit like art is for everyone like everyone should be able to find something in the world that like makes them feel something and like brings a little joy or makes them sad or remember something or feel itchy in a fun way <laughs> or yeah and so like you know it's like well I can do this and then I can make a model and then I can hand paint each one but it's like quick and like I know I'll be able to make more draft even if like you know like a painting it's like I might never make that again that, I don't know where that came from inside me. That was a weird day that I painted this particular neon colored apocalypse. Um, and so but like, oh yeah, okay. I know that this one, you know, if I print this size of this guy, plus this can of spray paint and these markers, I can make something similar to this ridiculous clown giraffe. So it's kind of like I try not to be super precious about them Mm. to the point where, like, you guys had asked me earlier, like, the badir I gave you, does it have a name? And- The species name is Badir. I I try to name all the different species, but each one, I don't tend to give them names because I want them to get their name from their adoptive parents in their forever home. (laughs) So I wanted you guys to name this Badir.
1: Hello, I'm the Badir. (laughs) And I need a name.
2: This is interesting. We
1: should have people comment and do it on social media. We're going to post a picture. Please do. And ask people to name us.
2: Also, this is like almost always... I have a friend who... Like, at work, I have some deers up, and he would just, like, make one go, Arr! and it's, like, they always have this weird little, like, Yoda-adjacent cutesy voice, and I wonder what it is about them that, like, inspires that in people.
1: Because they're very small and precious, so they probably have, like, higher-pitched voices, but they're also quirky and weird, so it can't be, like, a like a mousy, squir- you know, chip yeah. voice. It's got to be a little bit, like off the beaten path so yeah that's why yeah. with that classically wonderful <laughs> voice i just did
2: <laughs> i liked it but yeah so to answer your question it's kind of built like the 3d stuff uh one i'm a lot worse at 3d design i do some like one-of-a-kind sculptures mm. and sometimes that will come from an idea of like ooh, i really want to like incorporate crochet and like garbage into a piece and that's gonna work best in a sculpture but like other times it'll just be like well i know i i need a new planter i have an idea for one i know i'm looking at like 30 hours of blending together a creature and so like i better be committed to this one i'm bad at blender guys <laughs> Someone teach me Blender. Not that weird guy on YouTube. I don't like him. His energy is very off putting.
1: Oh, All right. For anyone else that's not that weird guy, please get in touch with Justice. Yeah. That's
0: another angry email we're going to get. Yeah.
2: If, if Blender Guru on YouTube and Skillshare gets in touch with you, which is
0: vague enough that, you
1: know. Maybe we're not talking about the, the per, you know. It yeah. could be a couple so. Yeah, yeah, please, please don't. say tag the name. Um, oh my gosh, I'm laughing so hard. I'm uh, almost choking. Oh
2: <laughs> Good, then my work here is done. <laughs> if I can endanger lives while being on a podcast then. Oh.
0: So, I like that your art is a little, like, wacky. It's a little weird. It's clearly, like, experimental. Your creatures tend to have three eyes. Like, where do you get your, like, inspiration and your ideas from? Like, what makes ideas pop into your head?
2: So, a lot of my pieces just come from, like, I will feel the, the need to make something. I don't necessarily have a concrete idea, but usually I'll just be having a weird bad day. I have a lot of bad days, and so I'll go out into the woods, most of my paintings start in the woods and i'll just like kind of hang out with nature a bit and just like something will come up and usually it takes like some layering right now i have a painting that i started two days ago saturday and the first layer is just drips and then in marker it crudely says please shut up in the- I think is what it is. Because there were just so many people just like, you're yeah, so awesome to have. Yeah, yeah oh, so, so, bro. And it's like, uh, ugh. <laughs> I can't with you.
1: Where are you walking in the woods? This was at the Noah Net
2: Woodlands. Uh, but there's a bunch beautiful. of bros
1: passing by? Weirdly, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um, But yeah, so it, <laughs> it comes from that. There's, there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, bros, you know, uh, just chill time with my bros, and <laughs> I was like, what's the transition oh, question man. from um, that? <laughs> so it's a lo- it's a, a mix of that, and then just like ideas that I kind of have always that I'm always trying to get across about like uh the apocalypse has been a big one lately mm, I love apocalypses yeah
1: yeah it's... I mean probably not if I'd be in it but <laughs> yes, I like the thought of it I
2: I spend a lot of time thinking about like different apocalypses and do you
1: like apocalypse fiction
2: yes I love it
1: what is your or favorite Apocalypse fiction, film, or literature?
2: Annihilation is definitely up there. Mm. Let's see. I mean, Adventure Time, as far as apocalypse fiction, (laughs) Adventure (laughs) Time is like very close. I feel like Pendleton and I have like a weird amount of similarities where like we both just like make a lot of cute stuff. Like lately I've been getting a lot like, oh man, do you love Midnight Gospel? It's like, I like the look of it. I'm not crazy. But But anyway, it's like cutesy stuff and colorful stuff that's like also very focused. focused on death and hyperviolence at the same time. <laughs> yep. And like, yeah, it's it's always a fun thing to like go to a gallery. Like I do a lot of stuff with a gallery up in Lynn and there are some older people there who like when I bring my stuff, they're like, oh my God, this is so cute. I love this little dog. I love this little guy. Look at his sweet little face. I'm like, I think it's great that you think that because this is a painting of like a like mutant... <laughs> hell world, biblical apocalypse that is, like, regenerating, and this serpent creature is about to banish this dog. But it's pretty cute at the same time, you know. He, you got to put the asses in the seats, so uh, <laughs> you got to... It's not quite Apocalypse, but a thing I think about a lot is uh, Piranesi. I don't know if you've read that one. It's like Apocalypse adjacent in that it's like another world kind of. Mm. Um, Okay. I I won't give away too much, but it's... uh, what was it called again? Piranesi.
1: Okay. Named after
2: up. the kind of guess Italian artist who would draw these just giant impossible buildings. And the book has elements of that, And the character goes by, not necessarily named, Piranesi.
0: Okay. Cool. Um, hmm. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about challenges. What do you struggle with as an artist?
2: Ooh, most of it. I think the, <laughs> the biggest thing for me would be time. I am not a very focused person and I do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be hard to like, I will sign myself up for like, eight shows and then it's like oh right i have to make stuff for those yeah, uh, right, yeah and then so i'll be like you know just like at work at my desk just like painting eyes on something and be like oh what's that? It's like shut up i'm busy <laughs> and like <laughs> this year i'd really like to explore this thing or like oh yeah. i'd like to make like a new earring design and it's like oh it's already december
1: do you ever face imposter syndrome yeah sometimes mm-hmm.
2: you guys have both seen my work and maybe heard my music so this might surprise you but i'm not schooled in anything <laughs> I went to school for biochemistry and I just like, you know, I have wretched classical technique. Like I have no technique music. I like taught myself some music theory from a book in the library when I was 14. And then have just been kind of winging it off of that for decades. Oh gosh, almost two decades that's no good. And yeah, it's so like a lot of times it's like, ooh, I don't, I don't know. Like sometimes people will be like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, you know, did you ever do like a, a, a crit or anything? It's like, oh, I don't, I didn't even know what that was until very recently. Like, um, it's like, oh, that's, that's an interesting idea. Man, do I feel like an idiot right now? Or like,
0: oh. Did you ever think about going to school for art? Uh,
2: Yeah. So when, you know, musical family, I was playing music a lot and I was doing a lot of writing at the time, actually. Not much art, but, you know, when I was in high school, I I grew up kind of poor and like it was one where I I always had good grades and it was like, I think I'd like to go to school for maybe music or creative writing. And my mom's like, you're good at science and you want to eat and live indoors. Go to school for science. (laughs) Okay. And then- my brother went to school for music and no. it's like, but <laughs> yeah. he's way better at music than me. So it's fine. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, I thought about it. And then like when I went to school, like, you know, I did my science work and stuff. But like I, I ran a club that brought concerts to campus mm. and like I would just like hang out and like play music. I made an improv band that would do weekly like sessions in our dorm room called Solar Fetus. <laughs> Might still be floating around on like a lone tone or something if anyone's looking for improvised music by like a bunch of lunatic 20 year olds. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Always. Yeah.
2: You found it in solar. Um, Yeah. So and then like afterwards, like people have said like, oh, well, you could go back to school, but I don't like I don't have money to go to school Mm -mm. Uh, um,
1: and there's so much accessible online now as far as if you wanted to dive into learning a certain type of technique you could without exactly you know i've done the blender guru well (laughs) sam's that dude i guess but yeah i've done a
2: little bit of that and that's been like i've learned some 3d printing that way i've done like a little bit of like color theory stuff Mm. and just like different snippets. But like, that's always like little bits and that's like self-guided. Whereas like in school, like people are like, no, all these things together will make you a well-formed, well-rounded artist that knows a little bit about everything. And it's like, okay, I know how to make like a line good. And (laughs) like that. (laughs) it's like, okay, but yeah, no, how did you balance the tonality on this? And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what that word means. You mean like, Like what note it is? It's I. It's maybe a G sharp. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah. So I've thought about, but I don't know. I've always been busy, and like it was one of those things, like with school, where I went for biochem, and then I worked in a chemistry lab. And my plan was always like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna graduate. I'm gonna get a job, and I'm gonna like you know just do my thing. Make make some money and whatever. And then my PI pulled me aside and was like, this is going to sound braggy. Um, and I, but it's, it's what he said. So just, Just be chill. People of Podcast Nation, be chill. He said, like, you're too smart not to go to grad school. You will be frustrated in any job you have. Like, look, I understand if you need to make money, like, take a year. But, like, take your GREs, go to grad school. Like, okay, yeah. And so it was, like, my plan. I was, like, applying for jobs. Like, I'd like this on my way to grad school, please. And they're, (laughs) like, no. And then some of them were, like, oh, that's great. We really value education here. And then, like, I got a job and I started working it. And, like, the first day, like, I told people that and they were like cool let me tell you horror stories about my doctorate program yeah (laughs) like let me tell you how my PI used me as a slave for six years and it's like that's up I don't like that system like
1: yeah yeah
2: can we not do that and so like ever since then it's just been like well just do the thing yeah just do the thing who cares like what accolades there are it's just if you want to make something make the thing yes and do
0: the thing do the thing i love that well and it's really hard too to go from like being a person in the real world to going back to being a student
2: yeah i mean there's a lot about being a student that i liked yeah but yeah it's i don't know i and i i just like you know the the grim practicality of yeah. capitalism rearing its head. I honestly <laughs> yeah. don't know how I could, like, yep. especially around, he- like I live in Boston, like yeah. I can barely make rent and I work a full-time job and I've had jobs for the last decade. Yep. Like yep. Yep. how on earth would I make less money or be a student yeah. or anything? Yep. Like-
0: like, there was a time when I didn't have homework and my weekends were free and I was making enough money to like survive yeah I wouldn't say I was ever making a lot of money but I was making enough to survive and I was like I'm not going back to school and ruining that (laughs) yeah yeah I enjoy not having homework (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) I think it's time for rapid fire okay rapid fire let's do it quick questions quick answers oh shit I'm gonna start with one that's off script what are your goals that you have for yourself in say like the next year like what do you want to accomplish as an artist
2: I actually don't know. I kind of burnt myself out by doing a million shows, so my goals are to chill out for a second and reassess.
0: That is an incredibly valid goal. Yes. I will really also definitely
2: one. not keep it and just start painting a bunch of stuff. <laughs> uh, maybe make another comic too. I think that's that's high on the list.
1: Yeah. Next question. Yeah. What would you never eat?
2: Ooh, like food? I don't think anything. I mean, I, I guess pine nuts because I'm allergic but
1: <laughs> okay good reason I'll good eat reason.
2: most foods like just at least pine
1: nuts not like peanuts or any just that's I love
2: it. peanuts I'm not allergic to peanuts it's just pine but you're nuts you're just
0: allergic to, okay interesting yeah.
2: I don't know. I should pick a food to have a a feud with. Hang on.
0: Yeah, you don't have a rival? An arch um, nemesis? There's a lot I would never eat. Maybe I'm just picky.
2: (laughs) Milk chocolate can go suck it. Oh, Uh, my God. (laughs) Agree. Only... Seventy percent cacao or higher. Uh, That's I'm sorry, milk chocolate. Some of you are very good, and like that's like Reese's and eh,
0: okay. How high will you go though? Somebody gave me a bite of like a ninety five. Oh, I I do.
2: No, no, I I do the ninety nine. It's great. You can you can taste what time smells like. (laughs) It's amazing. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. It's It's such a good description. It's like a quick little bit of acid from the moon (laughs) that you just can buy at like a store with food. It's (laughs) great. Um,
0: (laughs) Are there any art mediums that you would are sort of like dying to try. Ooh,
2: uh, I've, I've I've been interested in encaustic in for a oh. while, never gotten to try that oh. and then like larger form sculpture.
1: Ooh, okay. Awesome. What's your favorite color? Uh, uh.
2: Um, <laughs> You're a real big fan of that question. Huh? <laughs> you know, what, just to piss off my brother, I'm going to say gray. Uh, it's my favorite neutral. And he always gets mad at me when I'm excited that something's gray. And it's like, it's the best neutral. <laughs> but probably like a dusty pink or dusty pink, neon pink, or like a, uh, a sea foamy color.
1: Mm. Mm. Lots of those in this room right now. I like. Yeah.
2: Uh, what's your favorite scent? I'm going to say my grandma's attic. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> warm, it's safe, and it's a little bit full of cancer because you can smell some mothballs in there. So. Oh, my gosh. Uh, another, <laughs> yeah.
0: another first on it's Creative guts. <laughs> such a sweet, sweet, weird answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's your favorite sound?
2: I like... Sometimes the wind will catch trees in such a way that they kind of hum. And it's like you just hear a forest like singing and it's like, and it's it's this amazing sound that mm. I can't figure out how to recreate with any kind of instrument or anything. Mm. But it's phenomenal.
0: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Uh, what's your favorite texture to
2: touch? <laughs> Probably uh, I the, the urge is just there to be like, super Skin. Uh, we
0: no, have had somebody answer skin. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it was weird.
2: That's, that's nice. Uh, I, like, I like fur a lot or a good bread. Ooh. I'd love to touch bread, oh, <laughs> which is its own kind of perverse nightmare, perhaps worse than skin. Exterior
1: so. or interior of the loaf? Both. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I can see you at the grocery store just caressing.
2: The exterior, you get the nice crunchy bits, and the inside, you get the. Never mind. It's fine. Does it have Um, to be
0: slightly warm?
2: That's... It it definitely helps. (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Most most inspiring location you've traveled to
2: i mean niagara falls is pretty cool yeah that that really varies depending on the time because like sometimes you can like like if if you're in the dead of winter my band got to play out in san francisco once Mm. we flew out there and it was like march and it was just gray slush everywhere here and nothing smelled like anything and then you go out there and you get off the plane you're like holy shit there are smells and colors mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> oh my god i want to be alive again <laughs> like <laughs> i changed my mind i don't want to just sink into the gray sludge um, the woes of new englanders yeah you know? at the end of winter like just on the best is- place on earth wouldn't leave it for any yep, reason yep. Uh, and yet i hate being here
0: um, <laughs> What is the last new thing you've learned?
2: I was having a, a conversation with a woman on Thanksgiving Day in a gas station parking lot, and I learned that my car has been making weird noises, and it's probably a balance issue because there's some sort of issue with my tires that have a lot of a lot of weights on them, balancing them right now, which is alarming. I wasn't sure I'd make it here today. Oh, also, my gosh. Um, oh my God. I... <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, a whole process that they have to, like, balance those so that they don't just, like, rattle all over the place. I never thought about that before, but, like... You know, it's a, it's a circle. It should just go. But when it's at high speeds and it's supporting a lot of weight, like you got to do some stuff to make it stay a <laughs> circle and like keep turning in a good way. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe that.
1: <laughs> well, that's an important one. Get your tre- tires checked out. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have to do that
2: tomorrow too. So, also, if small if, world, boy, if this podcast comes out, As an immemorial,
1: don't. (laughs) Oh my God, say (laughs) it. Don't, don't, don't say it.
2: Okay. Don't say it. I'm fine. I'm.
1: Can you call us when you get home, Justice? (laughs) Yes, I will. (laughs) I will message you guys. Like,
2: oh look, I'm home safe.
1: Please do. Now I'm worried. (laughs) All right, we have our clincher question here, Justice. All right, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self?
2: Probably something to the effect of like. Don't be afraid of, like, being embarrassed or being stupid or whatever. Like, you're going to be stupid and you're going to look like an idiot. And that's a good thing. Like, that's the only way new stuff happens. Like.
1: All part of the process, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's really good. Well, thank you for coming all the way here and being on the show. Yeah. No
2: problem. Thank you for having me.
0: It was really funny. And we didn't even talk about the tea.
2: Oh, yeah. We we talk about a lot of things. We didn't talk about how I used to have a podcast. <laughs> oh, I mean, my gosh. Yeah. And it's, you said
1: something about game design, too. Yeah, I used oh to work in God. game design. Well, that's,
2: that's the fun thing about being in your 30s if you're kind of like, there's that chart that's like you know the ages of an artist where it's Mm -hmm. like a gifted kid uh burnout like i'm solidly in the burnout weirdo (laughs) stage and it's like like at work i work around a bunch of like successful tech people and it they're like oh i didn't know that you did biochemistry it's like yeah yeah eric no was that before or after you were a touring musician it's like well Kind of during uh, and like a little <laughs> bit after, but sort of overlapping with when I was like a composer for a game that never happened and like all this stuff.
1: You and need to make like a cool infographic yeah, timeline like like that shows yeah, just the overlap. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's been awesome chatting with you. Thank you again so much for being on the show.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: So thank you again for being on the show. And with that,
0: show, show us, us your creative, your creative guts. guts. Wow.
1: Another huge thank you to Justice for joining us on Creative Guts. Justice, you were just a blast to get to know. I love the way you tell stories in person and through your work. The creatures you create bloom with personality. And I'm so honored Creative Guts has a new little friend created by you. I also love a fellow Apocalypse fan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> justice is so much fun. I knew when we chatted at Mosaic that I needed to have him on the podcast. He's a fun storyteller. I'm a huge fan of his sort of wacky and experimental approach. During the interview, he talks specifically about not being too precious about his art and Justice's desire to ensure that art is accessible to everyone. And I'm just, I'm really happy to have met him. Listeners, I'm going to point you toward Justice's Instagram. Handle is Justice Eats Trees, of course. You can follow the link tree rabbit hole from there and we'll throw other links in the episode description too.
1: Find out more on our website creativegutspodcast.com. You will also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn where our handle is
0: Creative Guts Podcast. This episode is sponsored in part by the Rochester Museum of Fine Arts. Thank you to our friends in Rochester for their support of the show. And a big thank you to Art Up Front Street Studios and Gallery for providing a space where Creative Guts can record. If you love listening and you want to support the show too, you can make a donation to Creative Guts. You can leave us a review wherever reviewing is applicable. You can interact with our content on social media. Whatever you're able to do, we appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of Creative Guts. All right. Justice was good. We miss him. <laughs> Stop it. Oh. Nin- 1989 <laughs> until 2022. Uh. Stop
2: it. You just (laughs) nailed the birth year. Well, I guess we're in.
0: You're you're one year older than me, so. Okay, yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. And you have like a podcast that actually works. (sighs) Uh. It's all right. No one listens to it.
0: Just kidding. That's (laughs) not true. Love y'all. I think people
2: do.